everyone. Hello, hello. It is us, Will Johnston. And Mackenzie Wood. And you are listening to My My Dish Dish. Dish. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Number seven. Yes, and thank you for joining us, be it your first time or your seventh time. Yes. We're super excited to have you here with us for this podcast, which has started to get some legs, so we're really excited. We are really excited. And if this is your first podcast, it is all about dishes, the dishes about the dishes, and really embracing the art of entertainment around your fantastic things that you've got in your cupboard. Yes, we're telling family stories through flatware. Yes, and eating delicious food, eating dishes on dishes about which we are dishing. Yes. Speaking of, um, we are excited to have a, our third guest tonight. Esteemed guest. Esteemed. Someone who is very close to both of our hearts. Yes. Tanya Das. Tanya Das, welcome to My Dish Dish. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. So there, we're just going to give a little bit of background of how we know each other. So Mackenzie, why don't you kick it off? Yes. Tanya is a friend who Will and I met uh, in 20, both met in 2012 when we were working on a leadership project or program. And of the 80 people, maybe 50 people in this program, the three of us have really found a spot for each other, I think, and, and have, have lived some lived some lives over the last eight or nine years um we all met and then realized we had a lot of things in common and have just continued to to um share stories and and adventures um and tanya and i let's see here we have our little special things um we're in a book club together we used to be in the same neighborhood so we'd walk we'd run into each other on the way to and from work that's probably one of the more fun Fun things. We may have gone to the same therapist for a little bit. You know, just the, the most important <laughs> the things. most important things. Yes. That's right. the things we yeah, share the in life. Yes. And Will has an even deeper Tanya connection. So yes. Well, uh, again, I met Tanya through our leadership course or leadership group, and but then we really built our relationship all around exercise and started as running buddies, and then became best friends, and then uh, she supported me when I left my job and traveled to New Zealand and they let me live with them for a year, which we survived. <laughs> and had fun. We had so much fun. Yes. I know people were like, oh my God, yeah. who could live with Will? Yeah. Anyone can live with me. I'm yes. very adaptable. But especially living with Tanya and Jen was amazing. And the them is Jen's, um, Tanya's wife, Jen, and um, their little baby, Zen, Zen, Zane. Zen is the dish. Zane. Yes. Let's talk we'll about get to, we'll get to that in a, in right. a moment. Exactly. Yes. But, all right, so we, we connected to each other. We know who, how we are all connected. But tonight we had some delicious dinner. We so um, I'm going to talk about our dinner, and then we'll go into what we ate off of. Yeah. So tonight we had a delicious salad. I call it a sweet potato kale salad, which is basically a kale massaged with lemon, olive oil, and salt. And then uh, tossed lightly with diced uh, cucumber, celery, uh, sweet red peppers. And then I cooked sweet potato with garlic and chickpeas. And so I love my layers. And so I did a layer of salad, layer of sweet potato, garlic, chickpea. And then I did two fried eggs on top of that. And Tanya is our special vegetarian guest, so we made sure that we had a delicious vegetarian meal. 
And what were you guys actually calling the kale salad? You were calling it the... Oh, it's it's the typical summer whole foods kale salad, <laughs> yes. which is that lemon, olive oil, salt, usually with pine nuts and cranberries or something like that that you can get at their bar. But I really just enjoy a, a good salt olive oil massage. Nice. Like deep tissue. Um, it was delicious. So, Tanya, tell us what dishes you brought for us to put the... Salad on. The today. salad on. So today the dish that I brought over were the first dishes that uh, I received as an adult. I was gifted as an adult. It's something that when I moved into my first house, uh, my first apartment in grad school, um, I, my mother gifted to me from Bed Bath and Beyond, and it's Thomas or Thompson Pottery, uh, and the Zen, the, the Zen plate, the, the dishes. Zen, the, the Zen print, the de- Zen collection. The Zen collection. The Zen collection. Yes. Zen collection. <laughs> That's right. Oh. That's right. We just figured out what the name of the dishes were. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, great. So, um, so in, in true uh, form of our podcast, so I'm going to do a 30 second description challenge, mm-hmm. and so you all can feel what this Thompson Zen dish is like. So, you want me to get start us off? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Count all me right. down. Here we go. Ready and go. So I am looking at a rounded square as well as a defined center circle for where you would actually plate the food. Um, I, I, I don't even know how to describe the Zen part where you've got two lines. One is a gray dotted line on kind of like a third over from the left hand side um, doing at a wave. And then the other one crossing it like a double helix um, you've got a gray line with a red, gray, and black dots, like looking like grapes, going up the plate. Ding, 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 ding. Interesting. So we have a DNA plate. We have DNA plates. DNA Zen. Plates. Yes. yes. This is the Zen DNA exactly. plates. Yes. My foundational plates, if you will. Yes. yes. Tanya's also our, she's our vegetarian yoga instructor, so her having Zen plates doesn't surprise anyone. No, sitting at the not table. at all. Right. Not yes. at all. Delightful. So... The Zen plates are the first modern plates that we've had on this podcast, and they um, come out of a company called CCA International that is based in New Jersey right now. They were founded in New York, we think in the 80, in the city in the 80s, and then as they're calling themselves an innovative tabletop company, and then they moved out to a bigger facility in New Jersey. Um, Jersey. In Jersey in the late 80s. And they talk about offering a wide range of beautifully crafted dinnerware geared towards consumers' casual lifestyles. Ooh. Right? right? Lovely description. This is sort of that's the first. Me. Yeah. This, that, and they were at Bed Bath & Beyond, and those two things really do align. That, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. A casual lifestyle. The casual lifestyle. So we wanted to give you all a picture of this plate that we have physically in front of us that we're going to eat off of at the same time the story that we're going to go through tonight or sort of the the narrative that we're going to weave through tonight has to do with a couple of different types of stories one is an older dish um one is the one that's in front of us and then tanya has a a, tanya has dishes that hit transition points in her life and so uh, we will stop and talk a little bit about some some history as we go through it, but the the Thompson Zen was what we wanted to lay out as the sort of the base for this because that is what we put some food on and we we sat around with. 
Um, and Will's recipe and pictures of the plating and the dish will be on our website. So please take a look at mydishdish.com. Um, and with that, I'm going to kick it over to Tanya to tell us a little bit more. You know, you started your story about the Thompson's End for Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, for Thompson's End as your first dishes in graduate school. You had also mentioned um, the older dishes that your mom has. And so feel free to start anywhere you want with that. And we'll sort of weave through the next we'll weave through the story. Sure, I might take a little bit of a memento turn and, you know, start in one place and then go backwards, if you guys <laughs> done, don't mind. Done, done. let's yeah. do that. So yes. the, the Thompson plates, uh, as I mentioned before, I, I received from my mom when I was in grad school. She thought that I had hit the right age of having real dishes. So we went to Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, I tried out a couple dishes. I took a look at them, and I, I went with this one. And my mom said to me, uh, why do you want... Why do you want those dishes? They're they're kind of heavy and they have a little bit of weight to them, these dishes. And I told her that's, I don't know, that's kind of how I imagine plates to be. And I like it. She goes, no, you should go with light plates. Whatever the case, we had the 20% off coupon at Bed Bath & Beyond. So we decided to yeah, go did. ahead and get these plates. And um, it, was, it was the first set of plates that I really entertained with. And when I was in grad school, I didn't have too much time and I didn't have too much money and I didn't have too much knowledge of cooking. So what I used to do is I used to have two or three friends over at a time and I used to make them the same exact thing. One other thing that I got in addition really? to these dishes were, was a slow cooker. And so a slow cooker, I would just put, when I was not a vegetarian, would put pork and chicken in and for eight hours while I was out at class, it would cook, right? And I would come home and I could, you know, do the pulled pork or the pulled chicken or whatever. When I had my friends over, it would be pork, chicken, a thing of rice, because I knew how to do that, and a thing of baked beans, like Bush's baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason in grad school, I thought it was the most delicious thing in the world. And the way that I would make them sophisticated is by cutting uh, red onions pretty finely and just putting it on there. Just a dash of fresh... A dash of fresh purple, oh yes, yes. Girl, you're the fanciest graduate student we've ever met. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. Well, my friends, the, the great thing about it is every time my friends came over, they were so delighted. I mean, not only did I have it on a nice, heavy dish for them, I had something that, you know, seemed, I don't know, home-cooked or something. Yes. So it was fun. But I have to say, after my two years of grad school, I, I haven't had a can of Bush's baked beans since because I think I totally outdid it during that time. <laughs> you, o you OD'd on Bush's. Got it. Lifetime capacity. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But what also is going on during that time, of course, Food Network, we were talking about the mid-2000s, Food Network was becoming really big. And one of the things that I would do while I was cooking was watch Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray was, oh. you know, the 30-minute meals. And I actually learned how to cook because of Rachel Ray. I give her all the credit in the world. Nice. Even like the technique of cutting things, opening things, peeling onions, like all the very basic things that seems a little daunting in the beginning, she made it seem simple. And she was like talking through it and smiling through it. So I did the same thing. I always kind of loved her raspy voice, you know? <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> right she had a great raspy voice i don't know do you think it's because she kept on talking for 30 minutes is that where the rasp came from i think I she didn't doesn't stop don't get me wrong i love rachel ray but I, like, I think she's just constantly going <laughs> but i totally credit her for uh you know for me learning how to cook and everything uh but whatever the case you know these were um these are good things, and when I got to grad school, I always had this inclination to entertain, even in small little groups, because I grew up 
with my uh, mother and father, who are both uh, immigrants from India. They immigrated here in the 1970s. And uh, my mom was always about community and having the community over at our place. So I grew up with every weekend, my mom would have, um, you know, 30 to 50 of her friends over and she would cook endlessly for them. I mean, you know, we had 30 to 50 over, but the feast was really meant for 60 to 80. So you could only imagine how many leftovers there was. And this was like the really rich curries of, uh, you know, the very classic Indian food. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of my memories of my mom entertaining. Yeah. Tell us more about the the non heavy dishes. What was? Let's go back to that. What yeah, that? yeah. So my my mom. She seemed very adamant, didn't she, about the? Yeah, yeah. My mom, uh, you know, she had uh, she had a little bit of hesitation with me getting these heavier dishes, is because when she entertained and entertained for crowds this big, she never believed in heavy dishes. She wanted everyone to have light dishes. She thought that the weight should come from the food and not the plate. And Brilliant. Then, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> That's going to change your life now, Will. Yeah. Yeah, is there, exactly. Is this, come, is this a cultural, like, is this, is where it, does this come from? Do I you have, have any sense? Uh, you know, I don't have a sense of where the, the dish culture comes from. But, you know, <laughs> I think it, the way that it logistically played out, because we had so many people and my mom was entertaining so many people, like, we never sat down to eat. That just wasn't a thing. There was obviously not a big enough table where everybody could just sit and eat off of. So people were taking these plates and going to the buffet section, you know, picking out the food and then going back to either a couch in the living room, a couch in the family room. You know, maybe some were going to the dining room. Yeah. But they were just all over and you're literally carrying the plate around, right? So you don't want something too heavy, right? And what type of plate was this? So it was a corningware. My mom just swore by corning dishes. Fascinating. Yeah, and that's from the 70s. I mean, if you go to my house, you could, you're talking about transitional dishware. You could see corningware from the 70s. You could see the 80s design. You could even see the 90s design. She hasn't bought corningware lately because I think she has more than she's enough dishes scaled, for a or she's got. She's good. She can cater <laughs> yeah. for like 3,000. Yeah, she can yeah. cater for 3,000. They good. may have closed too. Like the company may have been bought by some European company. Oh, has it? I, I don't Maybe. know that. Wow. Well. New York didn't do very well. Oh, the, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. And anytime one of her dishes broke, just because she was very, um, uh, she wanted to ensure that it was all consistent in the presentation when she had people over, she would call Cornelia and say, "Hey, I need this design. You know, you're not serving." Really? And they would actually mail it to her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. I'm a Doss. Replacements yeah. limited. <laughs> Doss style. Yeah. You know? There's a place in North Carolina, this big warehouse called Replacements Limited, that does all of your like has hundreds of thousands of dishes. Oh. And you go online and you replace them. That's amazing. I might need to tell her about that, actually. Like, this guy would go to, um, he would go just to flea markets and it became a company. Yeah. He he has built this since, I I, I can't remember when, but the 80s, maybe? Yeah. And he just would find, keep finding dishes at uh, consignment stores to whatever, and it's like, Mackenzie and I are hoping to do a pilgrimage to Replacements Limited in the next three or four weeks. So we're excited to go up there and see it. Wow, this guy's business model is like made from hoarding. Just like hoarding different styles. It it is, it is. (laughs) But now it's it's been able to then 
hoard. And then what else we were talking about yeah. earlier this evening is create storage units uh-huh. of stuff uh-huh. and then sell it back to the people who already bought the stuff originally. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's a whole... <laughs> who can it's, just it's, put it in their storage unit? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's then, or, or put it in their cupboard, which <laughs> your, you said your mom does yes. with her nice dishes. That's oh, right. Yes. So yeah, my mom, for any major uh, party that we had at our place, uh, when she entertained, she would always serve on the Corningware. But she had these beautiful, uh, like proper china that she bought, uh, I think pretty soon after she got married and came over to America, but she kept it in a china cabinet. We would never, I have never once eaten <laughs> off that. I don't know. You if haven't eaten off at all. Never. Never. No, my mom had always saved it for a big day, like a big momentous occasion. And these momentous occasions have come and gone, and I don't know what she's waiting for now. That's amazing. But now you're waiting for, you know, it's kind of like that movie from uh, Sideways, the wine movie, where you're waiting for that big moment to have this wine, and then you're like, the moment of having this, it's just opening the bottle of wine. That is the moment. You don't need a moment to celebrate it. That was, very, that was very zen as well. Yes. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yes. Wow. You just come from my yoga class. I don't know if this is... Yes. <laughs> so that was the first set and the childhood set. Tell us, you said there was a second set, a second pivot set. Yeah, where's the, uh, another transition? Another transition that had to do with the China, the IKEA China. Oh, that's the IKEA China. So right after I... And we say China in air quotes when we yes, talk about Yes, China in air quotes. Like <laughs> plates. <laughs> plates from IKEA. Exactly. So, you know, when I, uh, so after graduate school, I moved uh, back to Atlanta. I had gone to college here, so I was very familiar with it. Um, and I had met the love of my life again. I had known her since I was 18, but, um, you know, we decided after I think a year of dating that we just wanted to be together on Thanksgiving. So we wanted to have a Friendsgiving. And so we invited, uh, so many friends and it ended up being about 16 or 17 people and we were going to host it at our place and as we thought about it we're like oh this is our the first thanksgiving we're doing together as a couple we want it to be nice we want it to be memorable where do we get dishes ikea so we ran to ikea and how many of the thompson did you have how many sets oh i have um eight plates so i have two sets half as much as you need that's right half as much as i needed exactly so we went to ikea your mom would have been so pissed (laughs) they didn't match (laughs) no but we didn't use the thompson so we went to ikea and bought um the brown that's a game changer okay (laughs) how so more dish on the dishes mama's dishes went away Oh, that's right. Well, not even. I mean, again, they bought them together. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we want to call them mama's dishes. These are. But I. The but, Thompsons are mama's dishes. But <laughs> the fact that you know this was this moment yeah. of coming together. And you two buying something together yes. at the same time. So yes. our, our our last guest talked about this, mm. even though, like, again, it's not on the level of you know, picking out your pattern of China together, Mm -hmm. but it's that moment of buying this first rite of passage Mm -hmm. together. You know, this, this shared experience saying these plates will bring conversation, joy, laughter, uh, pain, you know, all around, you know, all around your dining room table. Right. Like when you break them and you cut yourself in the sink. Yeah, that (laughs) one. Yeah, that pain. Yeah. But there is something very 
very uh, momentous about buying dishes together. There's a sense of, um, of course, all the future events, but a sense of permanence to it. Like yes. you've, you've created, even though you you've haven't created, created something, something. You, it's kind of part of creating your home, right? That you bring in dishes together, which we didn't have, right? So Ikea gave us that. <laughs> Thanks, and, Ikea. And we got some Swedish meatballs on the way out, by the well, way. there you go. Folks, feel free to join, you know, your unions at Ikea and other places. <laughs> Do you remember what those Ikea dishes look like? Those Ikea dishes, we still have them. Oh, okay. I am sure actually both of you have eaten off these oh, Ikea yeah. dishes. We have. I, we I have. have served you off of these. They are just solid. And that's how I like my dishes, right? Uh-huh. I like them very solid. I don't like heavy. Print. I like heavy plates. <laughs> Solid color, not too much color, because I want the food to shine, right? I think when you present food and it's presented beautifully, you don't want too much print on the back, you know, on the dish. At least I don't. So Tanya is solidly in the will camp with this. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, what, well, that's what's funny because mm-hmm. so, um, you know, one of the things that we'll introduce eventually is kind of like the white plate challenge. Mm. You know how white plates always make food pop. Yeah. Or like a solid color. Like yeah. a, what what food looks best on a certain dish. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, previous guests and, and, and other types of dishes that we've talked about. Yeah. You know, you need a certain food to kind of match the plate. Yeah. Versus is when you have a certain design which is a solid color you don't have to worry about what you serve versus um, really going on another level of thought and coordinating between the recipe and the actual plating right right nice agreed in that camp in that camp exactly so you guys had a baby three years ago yes how has that changed your how you look at entertaining and how you look at the dish like what dishes you use on a day-to-day basis well it changed how we entertain first of all now when we have people over it has to be at 5 30 <laughs> and we know we have to make things fast so that people can get out of there by 7 30 <laughs> because that's when bedtime is but you know i think one of the things that you mentioned about Thompson plates is that it's for a casual lifestyle. And I could, it's so funny. Obviously, I've never read this about this plate, but that's exactly. You've never gone to this random website? I've just never gone to this it. random website. It's literally a picture of the, the warehouse in New Jersey. So. And it's probably <laughs> the old school website that was started in 1997. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, go, go on. Please no, do go on. But I mean, that's what our lives are. We we don't have time for fanciness in our lives. And these the plates that we have and the you know both the IKEA plates and the Thompson plates they're perfect for our lifestyle. We have friends over for super casual dinners, have a glass of wine, not even in a formal wine cup, just whatever we could find in the cabinet. Sippy cup. That's it. Yeah, we have a conversation with them, and we're just happy that we connected yeah. with our friends. <laughs> I love it. You guys also have a very modern aesthetic. Like your house is very modern. Is that part of what you think about when you're? And this maybe we pivot to these future dishes. Yeah, that's another right. piece. That's the yeah. last piece we want to talk about. You know, and this is a reason. So you've recently moved from the condo to this beautiful modern house, and what's interesting is that the dishes you brought, they reflect that. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. how do you think about the things you're going to fill this house with? Yeah. How do I think about yeah. it? Well, you know, I think you're right. The The first thing I do think about is what furniture and what art and what dishes and kitchenware fit this space. But I also think about just functionality. I need, because in modern spaces, right, there's not 
room for clutter. There's not room for, you know, you overpacking things. Everything so has a place. Everything yeah. has a place and everything has a purpose, right? And so that's kind of how, we, as we're building out our house, we, it's not fully furnished yet. It's something that we think about all the time. Like, how many different things can we get out of this one item? So tell us a little bit about the, your the aspirational plates that are coming. Right. So you know you've talked. So yeah. you have gone. You know we have, we have been with you. Yeah. Um, I was on Skype when I saw you get married in Seattle. Um, I and Mackenzie and I have been with you for since 2000 was it 11 mm -hmm. um, you know we've watched you go from um, you know couple to married to fam to moms you know what are you envisioning and, and what what does it mean to pick out this pattern together yeah no it means you know let let me add something to what you were saying well you've been part of so much of our lives one of the things that you forgot to mention was that you drove us to the hospital when we were in labor <gasps> that was amazing <laughs> i didn't know that Folks, that was a, such an amazing like so okay quick sidebar Very story quick, quick sidebar story so i thought i needed to go live in boston and i went to boston and i was living in boston but i came back and helped throw tanya's baby shower and that weekend zane was born so i was there and i said screw that i'm not going back and i drove tanya and jen i remember tanya holding my hand in between, uh, you know, contractions. contractions, and I'm just like, this is, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have this experience ever again with someone so close that I love and and just adore, and it was truly magical to to be a part of something so great as you know, watching a family be brought together. So, you know, so with that. <laughs> what, what pattern are you going to choose? So, you know, that was the transition. There's a lot of awkward, weird transition, but you know. And I brought us back. Welcome to MyDishDish.com, you know. When we originally asked Tanya to come join us, it yes. had to do with the fact that she and her wife, while they didn't pick out China when they got married, and then instead of coming back and having a big wedding, they decided to have a baby. So now here we are three years out, and there is talk of of a registry and per perhaps a party. I'm I'm aim I'm gunning for the party. That's really, <laughs> that's really what this is. This is a plug for the party. But they that and that's originally what, what we had talked yeah. about her coming on to talk about. So the fact that there was all of this backstory was actually really lovely. Um, but these dishes that she and Jen have picked out are so neat, and we'd love to hear about like what they are and where yeah where, where this the inspiration came from. from and even the conversation about doing like. This sort of being this thing that's still dangling out there. Yeah, no, and I loved how you framed it, Mackenzie, that they chose to have a baby over a wedding. I didn't know that that's a choice that people have, but that is it's exactly what we did. <laughs> we chose the baby over the wedding and we eloped, so we never had a chance to kind of get those wedding presents. I'm sure dishes we would have we would have asked for, but the the dishes that we have our eye on is um, uh, it's from France. And um, it's a pottery uh, pottery store in France, and the dishes are just kind of this solid color that I love. And of course, the modern aesthetic, which I feel like would so fill the space Very well modern. and let the food shine. I think that's what's the most important thing. It gives just a beautiful background to, I think, anything I would make, which is just like my mom, some type of curry. <laughs> yes, egg curry, y'all. You know, look, and now looking look at it up. so so I'm looking at um, we're we're on a website. And I don't want to mispronounce it, but Turon, Turon dinner plate. 
Um, which color are you thinking or the, the, the gray? The gray color, yeah. Gray. And I so, love the outline of so, it. So, yeah. So, again, we are looking at the Tehran dinner plate in gray. And um, like Tanya said, they are from France. And they are a so- – well, I wouldn't even say a solid color because I see specks. So, I see two or three different colors of gray. Um it is a crackled glazed finish, which I think is the spe- what the specs which are. Which is which are which is the specs. So I, Tanya, I completely agree. I can see some amazing recipes being plated on these, mm-hmm. and your guests feeling so wonderful mm-hmm. that you have served a your recipe on these dishes and the fact that you are using these dishes. Yeah. <laughs> and when we look at the the Turan dinner plates, I'm sorry. When we look at the Turan bowl and and. Um, mug which they have pictured here they have a black glaze underneath and i imagine that's on the back side of this plate as mm-hmm. well and then they come in a variety of colors it's a yellow and an orange uh, a lighter gray and like a darker black um so this and they come from this the, the french potter the jars ceramicist is what they're called and so it's an older french company but it seems very um sort of french countryside in in their aesthetic in their design, which ironically fits very well with sort of modern hipster aesthetic. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. So oh. Because of the simplicity and because of the, the cleanness of yes, the... Exactly. And one of the aspects that I really liked about this plate is that it's not a perfect circle. Ooh. It looks like each one was just individually designed. It's just... I, I love that... For you. It, yes, exactly. That imperfection, and that's what makes it beautiful. Uh, the company says, since its founding, they are passing down the traditional craft of potter skills passed wait passed on still lives today related to making the secrets of their fair f- making secrets of their forebears being closely guarded. So this is a company that's keeps it pretty close to the to the chest as well. Since eighteen fifty seven. That's so a long time to keep a secret. Yeah, they've been around. <laughs> So, so Tanya, so, so I, I love the fact that you and Jen, you know, know your future flatware, dinnerware, and, you know, I, I kind of want you to say, say something to it. Like, what, what do you hope for these dishes? What, what, what will they bring to you two? Well, I hope that the dishes are part of kind of creating this warmth. To my house. I mean, both Jen and I love having our family over. We have a very close family um, and love having our friends over. That's what brings us joy. And I think that these plates are kind of the delivery mechanism of that. So much of how I grew up is when you feed people and when you share food with people, that's love. You know, that's love. And I think the dishes serve the love. Serve the love, ladies and gentlemen. Going to be the subtitle of this podcast. Serve the love. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for being a part of our seventh episode of My Dish Dish. And um, you will find the recipe, the plate, the future plate of the Doss Ward household on MyDishDish.com. And uh, I'm Will Johnston. We have some fun outtakes from the taping on our Instagram page. And we want to say thank you so much, Tanya, for coming to join us. Yes, Tanya, thank you so much for being here. Anytime. Sharing your stories with us. And Will and I both look forward to eating on your new 
Turon Gray beautiful dishes from jars and, and buying you a set when Yes, <laughs> when, yes, when you register. Oh, was will, that part of the deal over here? Yeah, Done. That's part Hang of the on. deal. Let's go back to the to the sale website and see how much they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Will Will Johnston signing off. Mackenzie Wood signing off. You've been listening to My Dish Dish. See you next time. Bye. Ooh.